Welcome everyone to the Team Up podcast show. We're also going to be broadcasting via video. So for those of you watching, hello, and those of you listening, great to have you back on board and thanks so much for subscribing. And this is now, our, I think, our second or third episode on our podcasting journey. So you're here with Brandon Burns from Team Up and with me is our very, very special guest. He's uh, wearing two hats today. Um, he's the president of Entrepreneurs Geelong and he's also the general manager at Grant Ready and Grant Guru. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd love to welcome to the podcast, drum roll, please, <laughs> Matthew Fletcher. Fantastic. Good to be here, Brandon. Thank I know you. it is, yeah. And look, we've been trying to tee this up for quite some well, time. We have, yes. Yeah. We got here eventually, so. Yes. Matt and I first crossed paths at Pivot Summit in 2017. Yeah. So, um, which wasn't that long ago, it feels, but. No. What do you know? It's already April um, 2018 and the year's flying, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, it's, it's been great. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really exciting year. It's, it was good to connect up at Pivot, but yep. there's so much else happening in the town, which has been fantastic too. Yeah, so, that's yeah. excellent. So, we'll run you through the format quickly for today, for those of you listening. So, you've just got an idea at the head of what you're going to get out of today. So, I've obviously invited Matt in because he's a specialist in the area of grants and funding, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs, startups, and businesses that are looking to obviously scale rapidly and take themselves to another level, but quite often probably need assistance in, in many forms, yeah? yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about with Matt, obviously his background, he's going to give us an idea of what Grant Ready and Grant Guru actually does. Yep. We'll talk about the secret sauce, I guess, for, for getting a grant or securing funding or an angel investor. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get Matt's personal thoughts on the process and some tips and tricks on how to go about it the most effectively. Um, we'll also get him to give us some advice for startups. So for those of you listening and watching who are in the startup journey and really need um, some some hard advice and, and, and lessons on how to get yourself into tip-top shape to present really well to an investor into the market, Matt's going to help you there. Um, and also, we're going to talk to him about some major challenges that he may have faced personally or in business and how he's gone and overcome them. So something for you all to relate to and get some value out of. And then any last remarks, obviously, we'll do at the end there. And um, I'm sure we'll get plenty today. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so look, I think maybe what we'll do is for the start of the podcast and for the interview, we'll just throw to Matt and we'll get into... Tell us a little bit about his role with um, Entrepreneurs Geelong and then also take us a bit in depth into his role at Grant Ready and Grant Guru. So yeah, over to you, Matt. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I, I often wear multiple hats, so this is kind of one of those occasions. Um, yeah. You know, Entrepreneurs Geelong is is great. It, we, it was an organization that um, was founded by your partner, Amir Kutub, yep. um, as Geelong Entrepreneurs, but uh, I came in and, and, and bought that took that over I suppose and built that into a not-for-profit association yep. and what we do is we exist to support um, entrepreneurs in the region um, and that's not just entrepreneurs in business that's entrepreneurs everywhere people have got an entrepreneurial mindset yep. so we're Fantastic. really trying to just change the culture of the entire city and region yep. um, and if we can all be a little bit more entrepreneurial a little bit more innovative mm -hmm. uh, then we feel that we've succeeded in doing that so right. we have regular breakfasts um, generally the first Friday of every month with a um, an entrepreneur or maybe an innovator of some some sort um, and we just talk about their journey and it's really interesting to share that journey with people and people in the room get a grasp of well that's kind of where I am on the journey so they share that yep 
but also entrepreneurs are generally often lonely. It's a pretty lonely game. <laughs> so, yes, you would know. So, I mean, yep. it's nice to be around. Sometimes we say it's nice to be around people who are crazy as you are. Yeah, um, oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and just have that yeah. community. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, for those of you listening and watching, not all of you are going to be from the area of Geelong, but that's obviously a small mm. focus of, of us because we're all based in Geelong. But as a regional town and city and someone some, somewhere that's focused on entrepreneurship heavily, recently maybe tell me a bit about your passion to Geelong and mm. your passions for the, the region and where you sort of see it heading yeah well look um I I actually was I was born in in, in Bansdale in Gippsland so uh and we moved around as a family a lot um yeah. my sister was actually born in Geelong uh and uh, but we moved all around the place so I spent about probably 10 years in Melbourne over my high school years and, and early 20s uh, and then followed my girlfriend down to Geelong Hello. at the time. Um, lived with her brother-in-law in one of those, you know, terrible little townhouses that one one has when <laughs> when one is very young. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, she became my fiance and my wife, and we've been here ever since. And that was 21 years ago. So yeah. Um, so love the city, love the region. Um, got a got a young family now, um, and this is this is home for well life as we know it is at the moment. So, yep. um, and it's just a it's a great place. I mean, I spent a lot of time in Melbourne and around the country as well. And you know, Melbourne's got the most livable city in the world tag, but yep. um, trust me, it's better to live in Geelong. Um, <laughs> there's a better lifestyle here. So, <laughs> um, and, and look, my one of my personal things is I want to make Geelong the world's greatest regional city. Yep. And um, I think we've got a huge opportunity to do that. There's immense potential. Um, like everything, there's issues and problems. But, you know, I think like with everything, that's called opportunity if you look at it in a different way. Yep. yep. So that's what so, I love about this city. Yeah, excellent. That's great. All right. So transition me now, if you can, to yep. your role uh, and passionate grant ready and grant guru. Yep. And um, and what it is exactly that you guys do there, and how that's really really relevant for our entrepreneur audience. Yeah, sure. Look, I, I think the thing is, I, I came into Grant Guru about seven years ago. I came out of mm-hmm. a role in federal politics. Oh wow! Um, so at that time, I was watching the policy and <laughs> le- le- the legislation and all that type of sort of things. Um, now with the grants, I watch the money, and to be honest, it tells you more about what a government is trying to do and somebody's trying to do when they put a dollar figure on it rather than just put a media release on it. Gotcha. So it's it's really interesting in that respect. But what we basically do is we try to help people understand where all the grants funding is. Yep. Now, just to give you some context on that, um, as of this morning or this afternoon, there were 1,607 grants available to business grants and assistance packages across all of Australia, federal, state, local really? government, even non-governmental sources. I'm sure, I'm sure most people listening and watching would not no, and, and that seems like a lot. Yeah, fifty-two billion dollars. So, so is it broken down across industry, or is it pretty yep. accessible for? Look, it's it's all sorts. There's sixteen hundred and seven grants. There's sixteen hundred and seven different types of grants. Yep. So, um, and that's grants, assistance, incentives, vouchers, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's for different industries, for different activities. Sometimes for different geographic regions. Um, maybe the stage of business you're at will determine whether you're in the right space. It's incredibly varied mm-hmm. because what it's about is that um, it's about a government agency or maybe a department or somebody is going, we should support 
X. Like yep. we should support people who are actually uh, making um, automotive parts, which yes. was some funding from a while ago, not so much these days. Yep. And if that's the case, because there's a political imperative to do that, because the community's going, we want to support that. Yep. Well, there often be some grants or some sort of assistance to help that happen. Okay. So put, put yourself in the shoes of first time, really green startup that hasn't probably heard of a business or an organization that can actually help them prepare to apply for a grant and increase their strike rate of getting it. Yep. What's what's maybe um, a way for them to break down knowing whether it's going to be a cost exp- a costly exercise to actually just find out and do that? Or like, how would you, what would you say to a startup out there that really wants to go for a grant but doesn't know what exists or whether they even have the money to spend on getting a grant. So yeah. what's the first thing they can... Well, look, I, everybody kind of starts trying to write the application. Yeah, and, I've and, done that. It was a nightmare. Well, it's kind of not the right place to start. So, okay, you know, all right. Okay. Um, so we talk about four steps. And the first step is always get your thinking right. Okay. So it's about what is that government department or what are they trying to achieve? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I said, if they're trying to, if they're trying to make sure there's more jobs for ex-automotive workers. Let's say we're in Geelong, we've gone through an interesting transition yep. with the automotive industry here and in Melbourne as well, and even in South Australia. So if if the government department is trying to achieve that and you're in a place where, say, you're a manufacturer, let's mm-hmm, say, mm-hmm. and you want to put people on, uh, you need to get more people into jobs, mm-hmm. well, there's an alignment there. So you've got to understand what the thinking of the government department or, the, or whoever's giving the money out is. Mm-hmm. And if you if your business strategy aligns with that, well, then that's where you want to be. Yes. Just because you're a good business, just because you're a good person, just because you've got a great idea, doesn't mean that you get money. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. It's about what the person giving out the money is trying to That's a to great do. point. That's a really... Yeah, yeah. So you spin it around 360. Yeah, you and you, but you need to be in that space because otherwise you just get really upset because why, why am I not getting any money? Or there's that bit of an entitlement thing of, I should mm-hmm. get money. Mm-hmm. Um, I paid my taxes. I've got a great idea. I've got a great idea. <laughs> and you know, that, that's fantastic. I mean, but that doesn't mean that, that there is support for that particular thing you're doing. So, so, so for a startup out there looking to understand how to, not fast track, but just to most effectively and in time efficiently hmm. uh, get themselves into shape to be exposed to grants and also to try and apply, what's the first thing they can do with someone like you? Well, I mean, I think the first thing is, is I mean, number one, we can certainly have a chat and they're you know, happy to make those details available. But I think that one of the things that we've done is um, once you get that thinking right, that's step one. The second step is actually building a strategy. Mm-hmm. Like, and we call it a grant strategy. How do, we, how do you strategically approach grants? Mm-hmm. Now, some people might go, Look, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy trying to make this work. And my grant strategy will be, we don't do grants. And we mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Other people might go, well, I want to apply for everything that's standing still. <laughs> yep. So go after everything. That it's, strategy in particular is not... Well, it's probably, it's probably again, it's time versus money. Yes. You know, okay. And um, you know, it's the type of thing that you go after anything. You go after any type of money, it's going to take you time. And sometimes it costs you money. Um, with a lot of grants, you need to put up a dollar for dollar thing where yep. for every dollar you get, you might need to put a dollar in yourself. Okay, so, so, so the government's in some instances looking for businesses that are willing to match 
the grant they're given a with funding time. they either provide personally or they can source from another yeah. so, kind of investment. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yep. But I mean, you put that grant strategy together, but to put any strategy together, whether it's for grants, whether it's for marketing, whatever, mm-hmm. you want to be able to know what all the options are. So put everything on the table so you can go, right, out of everything here, what should I select? Great point. It's not like there's only two things that I've heard about and which one of those should I pick when it's actually the four other things you haven't heard of, there'll be much much more in the right space for you. Yes. So what we did to, to help that actually work, we actually, we've maintained a grants database for the last 12 years, as long as we've been around as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and about four years ago, we actually launched our database, our grant, grant Guru database, right. which is just grantguru.com.au if you want to have a look at it, yes. as a free database. So we had the then small business minister, Bruce Bilson, Mm-hmm. He came in and launched that um, and made it av- it's basically available to anybody to look at. So so I would as a startup or even a business looking to to embark upon my next step, I'd go and access grants that have been uh, made available like maybe five years ago. And the information I'm going to find is, is it also the, the, the business that was awarded the grant? Or? So there are some grants where you will find out who actually got them in the past, but that's generally federal grants. So what's what's the biggest insight that comes out of this, this database? I think the biggest thing is that, I mean, it's, it's completely current. So what you see on there is actually what's available now. Oh, okay. So I can log on. I can refine my yep. search. I can... So you jump on and you go, yeah. well, no, look... One of the easiest ways to do is number one, okay, where do you where do you operate? Are you in Victoria? Are you in South yes. Australia? Right, so let's get the geography right first gotcha. and foremost. Then you might go, well, what activity am I doing? Am I in a startup phase? Am I doing innovation or R&D? Maybe I'm doing export. Yep. And then you might look at, okay, let's look at the industry. Am I in, um, you know, maybe the retailer? There's not that much funding for that. Maybe I'm in manufacturing. Maybe I'm in something else. Yep. So, you can actually refine those things down and it delivers a, a range of different grants. It's just like a normal Google search. Yep, it that sounds It brings right. up the title of the program. It gives you a quick pricey on what is a, a one or two sentences mm-hmm. just so you can quickly read that and go, eh, that might not really suit me. So it gives you a quick understanding and then when you get into it, what we've done is we've rewritten every single grant so it's the same language and the same format. Mm-hmm. So you can actually compare them with each other. Because if you look at the raw information, it's sometimes three lines, it's sometimes 30 pages, and it's really hard to be able to understand what the heck's going on. Yeah. So that's totally. that's basically giving you a really simple, easy, free resource. You can sign up and get email alerts. So when something comes out that meets your criteria, you get an alert about it. That's a great resource. Yeah, so, I love it. you know, again, it's we see so many people miss out just by lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And... If we actually, everybody knew about where all the grants were, we'd have much better people getting grants. Mm-hmm. We'd probably put more money as a country into grants because they have been more effective. Mm-hmm. And it means that the people would get access to all they need. So, Excellent. Yeah. So, okay, this is great. I didn't realize that resource existed. So yeah. um, I'm hoping at least one thing to come out of this is that anyone listening and watching can check that out. So grantguru.com.au. Yep, grantguru.com.au. Just search Grant Guru. We are... Yes, we are Grand Guru. <laughs> Google knows who we are. Google knows who we are, absolutely. All right, so talk me through yep. a day in the life. So, and, and talk me through, a, a, not a hectic day, but a, you know, a fun-filled day at Grant Ready where you're dealing with vastly different scenarios and you know, give me an idea of what, what happens and comes across your desk and things you have to handle and work with. Yeah, absolutely. 
Look, it's, it's interesting. We've got a number of different teams, as you do in many businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a team that just works on maintaining the database. Okay. Um, and it's not automated. We have to actually physically do it. So yeah, I've got right. a team that every day they are reading through thousands and thousands of sources or monitoring thousands and thousands of sources to make sure we've got that up to date. So we've got a team doing that. We've certainly got a team that are writing grants and putting grants and applications together um, and a whole host of different ones, whether it be the uh, research and development tax incentive, export market development grant. um, uh, Even recently, we've been doing some around uh, healthcare and uh, better healthcare things. So, um, and around helping, uh, it's a a grant designed to help people reduce waiting times and make it more efficient in terms of how hospitals operate. So we're helping people access grants like that. So we've got a team that are doing that. Uh, I mean, my role is, I really take time to just spend talking with people, getting people engaged. Um, So I might have a number of calls with people going, can I get something? Or I've been told I should talk to you about grants. Yes. Um, and certainly today I've had a chat to a couple of people. Um, one person who was, uh, one of the guys I talked to is based in Brisbane um, and he's in the, 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 the alcohol spirits industry building possibly brand new different types of, I think it was gin or vodka. Yes. So talking about technical challenges and innovation, that type of stuff and yep. is there funding. Um, so I'm, that, hang on, that's a really good point. Yeah. So if people are smart about this, if they've got an idea, because of your knowledge and exposure to so many different businesses, yeah. ideas, yep. not only can you tell them there's funding available, but you could probably also, also tell them if it's a good idea. Um, yeah. You know, I, mean, oh, it's I interesting. find myself doing that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Not, well, that I, not that I know what idea is the best, but it's just amazing how being exposed to this ecosystem, you can just, you can pick up on things that people can so easily miss and you can just give great tips along the way and it yeah. builds trust, doesn't it? It's it does. Look, it, it's interesting. Over the last seven years, I've been with Grant Radio, I've talked to thousands of entrepreneurs yep. and, you know, given hundreds of presentations. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting to sit down with different people at, at so many different stages. And we talk with people that sit down and go, I've got an idea right through to your major ASX listed companies. Mm-hmm. who are you know looking at building a 25 million dollar facility so you get the kind of full gamut plus then you talk to all the you know the government and the ministers and everything else like that so i do all that type of stuff so it's- so, so so would you also so that's a good point so people can also rely on the fact that you've got existing relationships with the government directly so that if there is a couple of things that are really sticking points that your client wants to understand more you can get those questions answered or you can you can elaborate and you can find out more yeah 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 look i mean i think the thing is on our database we've got us we've got all the information you need there but there's also then insights that we get um and you know we talk a lot with people about what's coming up and we talk about all sorts of different things and yep. so um you know whether it be what's happening in the grand space or also what's happening just in the general innovation space i yep. i'm you know, it's fortunate I get to speak to people that are sometimes at the at the, the bleeding edge yes. of innovation and creativity, um, and you know even people from overseas. Okay. Um, so you know, I'm having a conversation with a, a biotech company out of um, out of San Francisco yeah. at the moment, um, who are looking to come to Australia to do some stuff. That's unreal. Um, and I might, you know, I might do a presentation to. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a presentation tomorrow to a whole bunch of biotech companies. Yep. Um, it's really just. I, I, I think that what we spend on look what I what I spend a lot of my time doing is really educating people. Yep. And how do people get access to this information? Because it's not something that government does provide, and it's not because they're not 
trying. It's just because they are so siloed, they struggle mm-hmm. with it. So, so tell me, right? This is a really, this is really interesting. People would love to know this. I, I, I would love to know this. Realistically, yep. how long does it take on average to apply and find out if you're successful or not with a grant? Now, obviously, the factors I'm sure that are in play are one is a grant may be awarded by a specific time and no earlier, yep. Yep. but then also how organised or disorganised the individual is. Yep. But realistically, so that people can get an understanding, how long would it take to... Look, A, that's how long is a piece of string, but let me yep. give you some basic parameters around yes. that too. Um, I mean, if you're looking, there are grants that are open in rounds, mm-hmm. which means that they might be open for a month okay. and you need to apply within that spot, that time period, at which point they'll often go through a process and maybe after a month or two, they'll mm-hmm. notify successful recipients and so on and so forth. Um, then you have ones that are open on an ongoing basis. Um, and you can apply at any time and it might be quick you know you might know within a couple of weeks it might be a couple of months and some of that comes into how much we're talking about Mm -hmm. you know there are some applications which it's a five thousand dollar grant and you know it's kind of name address phone number and a bit about the project and you know it's a fairly short application yep but there are some which are you need to build a a memorandum of understanding with other companies or you need to have three or four players in the space you need you know if you're applying for for two grand, it's pretty yep. simple. If you apply for two million, yes, there's a lot more to it. So, <clears throat> so with that in mind, yep. um, is it more competitive for a grant at the lower end than the higher end, or the other way around? It, it's kind of a, it varies a lot in the sense yep. that there are some grants at the higher end, um, and one grant which some people might know is called Accelerating Commercialization. It used yep. to be called Commercialization Australia. Yep. That one's pretty competitive, and that's. That's one you can get up to $2 million for. Yep. So that's pretty competitive. Um, a lot of people are looking at that. But there have been some programs in the past. Um, I remember one voucher program in Victoria where we, we had the administrator calling us saying, hey, look, we have... I mean, they weren't massive vouchers, but they're like, can you... You got anybody you know that could kind of... Okay, hang on. So that's a really good point. So startups <laughs> and entrepreneurs listening, another advantage, I guess, to... I mean, look, I'm not trying to plug the, the grand ready bandwagon here non-stop but it's just standing out to me it's an alarm bell so you've got relationships and you've quite often got people saying to you hey we we haven't given out all of these grants yeah, yet some, sometimes we do I mean sometimes they don't tell us it's really interesting yeah. you've got you know you kind of almost got 1600 administrators doing things I mean in different yeah. departments and doing stuff so some are very obvious in, in how long it takes some it's not um, it can be dependent on the minister as well. With a lot yep. of grants, a minister needs to sign off on it. Okay. Um, sometimes, look, there are programs where they get, you know, they have, they kind of think, oh, we'll give out about 20, top 20 grants and they might get 30 or 30 applications or 40 or there's real standouts. Yep. But there's some where they might give out 20 grants and they get 2,000 applicants. Gotcha. So okay. it really can vary. <clears throat> it can vary in terms of where they are in the, political cycle as well mm-hmm. if we're getting close to an election they're not going to apply you know a water grant on the election day they're going yep. to kind of get it done early or it'll be left till later okay so, so <clears throat> i've got a couple more questions but this is really good <laughs> stuff um tell me in your opinion what's the secret source or the most important thing for getting a grant or funding so is there I, one particular area or item that's just a non-negotiable that has to be tip-top shape and Look, there's a lot of factors to an actual application itself <clears throat> and writing it and putting it together. And yeah. it's, in, a, in the most part, it's really basic. Answer the question. 
um, stick to the word limits. Um, you know, understand, have a decent, you know, understand what you're offering. Make sure you've got the, the money if you need to co-contribute, all that type of stuff. So there's a number of factors there. So just kind of read it and, you know, yeah. answer the questions. Um, but in terms of, you know, what the others, the other secret sources, just be aware. Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of times I've sat across the table from people and they've gone, I'm doing this and, and I've gone, gee, if you talked to me three weeks ago or three months ago, I could have gotten you X amount of dollars okay. because there was this grant and if only you looked at it. Yep. Um, I mean, it's that classic thing that I know um, a good friend of ours, Andrew Jones, says, quotes, which is a well-known quote, um, which is, you know, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Yep. And it's a bit like that with grants. I mean, really, you want to be looking at it regularly, mm-hmm. um, but let's start now. And it's... We don't say do it every day. That's why we've got an email alert system. So it's just enough to keep you in, informed. Yeah, but it's a great idea. Yeah. It's not the primary thing for everybody, so, apart from me. Yeah. So. <laughs> so tell me, right, do you have an opinion on grants compared to angel investment or private investment? Or do you think both can, can work hand in hand? Yeah. Oh, look, definitely they can work hand in hand. I mean, look, you've got all sorts of funding sources. You've got crowdfunding, which I'm a big fan of for a lot of things. Um, crowdfunding is great in the sense that it validates the product and gives you finance at the same time. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot so, of things it doesn't suit as well. So with crowdfunding, just quickly, does the fact that um, the idea is validated by the crowdfunding, does that yeah. carry weight when applying for a grant or for investment? It's, it's not really that relevant, but what okay. it does is it, it can actually, um, it, it certainly can validate the idea that it's a good idea. I think that's okay. the first thing and okay. then it's worthwhile applying. Um, I mean, everything is different. I mean, I think the thing is there is, you know, one of the, the talks I give, the title that, the, you know, the conversation I have or the, the presentation I give sometimes is called non-dilutive funding sources, okay. which is, you know, when you get a grant, the, the government doesn't take a piece of your company. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you go into VC or angel investment, generally there's a equity stake that they take. Sure. Um, and some for some people, one or both of those is not good for them at the moment. For others, it's great. It yeah. really is what's best. And I mean, of course, we always come back to the very first part of funding, which is the three Fs, which is friends, family, and fools. So, <laughs> you know, so that's always something. But it's just really understanding where you are, getting good advice. You know, finding yeah. people who know what they're talking about yep. is always a key thing. Okay, excellent. So, so the financial element of funding, which is all of it really, is a silly way to put it, but tell me how important is, as a startup, I mean, securing funding is one part, but yeah. where does it sit on the priority list for um, getting everything right and lined up and, and everything sound? Like, it's one part of it, but I'm interested to hear from someone like you who's probably seen a lot of startups and entrepreneurs um, on their journey. Yeah. You know, is the funding the be-all and end-all, or are there other things that are just as important, if not more, um, that potentially could lead to getting more funding because they were prioritised first? Yeah. It's interesting. I think that there's, over the, you know, seems like the last few years, there's been this love affair with funding. Yeah. And maybe that's driven a lot by the U.S., um, it certainly gives off the allure, doesn't it, of, of a business being successful and having a level of momentum and being on the right track and, and a bit of a buzz and a hype. But unless you know what to do with it... Yeah. <laughs> you well, know. And, I, and I think the thing is there has been a bit of a, a thing of in the past that people are getting funding 
just so they can get to the next stage of funding. Now, I, mean, I think that's more of a US thing mm-hmm. in the sense of, great, I've got my, my seed. Now I'm after my Series A and that will yep. fund me to get to my Series B. And mm-hmm. um, it's kind of become a bit of a joke almost internally, in the, in the, certainly from a Valley perspective, Silicon Valley perspective. Yep. But, <clears throat> but I think the thing is that every, every business, every business is different. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some businesses which I look at and go, the last thing that you need is funding. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is figure out: <clears throat> is this the right strategy? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so before that even is probably market or competitive research. Well, I, yeah, I think the thing is that if you don't know what you're doing, why would somebody give you money? Yep. And I mean, so unless you can articulate what it is you're doing or trying to change or improve, well, it, it might be the wrong time for you to get money. I mean, I think the thing is that at some point you need, you know, generally with all funding, there is a price to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it's friends, family and fools, if you go to mum or dad or you go to the brother and you say, can I have 50 grand to start a business? You know, or, well, <laughs> what whatever, for? or, what five, or five grand or whatever. I mean, yeah. yes, they're going to ask you what to do with it. I mean, they give you the money not because they're in love with the idea. They give you the money because they're in love with you. Yeah. Okay. And that's why we talk about that. But at the same time, if you go take that 50K and go off and spend the, you know, you know, do some company time in the Maldives on the, on the beach, um, they there's probably a price to pay at some point in the family. And it's the same thing with everything. I mean, there's always a cost to it. So like anything where there's a cost and an investment, you need to weigh up. Mm-hmm. Is that where I need to be? I mean, with grants, it's the type of thing that we talk a lot about, the fact that you if you apply for funding, I mean, there's times when we look at some grants for some people and go, actually, the price—you know—this is probably not the right time for you mm-hmm. um, because maybe the timing's wrong, maybe the price you're going to have to pay is too big. Yep. But for other, but at times for others, it's like you can't afford not to apply for this. Yep. Because it's exactly what you need. Yeah. So. Yep. It's really trying to assess, and and I, I think a lot of the time, like we talked about very early, those entrepreneurs who are lonely, who don't have people around them, yep. you really want to have people around you that can sometimes give you the unvarnished truth. Yeah, of- I have noticed from a, from a startup perspective, at least being based out here at Runway Geelong, which for those listening is a government incubator and accelerator program for startups that can access you know, facilities, mentors. Yep. But I think the most important thing that comes out of the environment is bouncing off each other challenges, um, obstacles, things they've had to overcome or just rethinking how they're applying things in their business and pivoting, you know, um, that to me appears as a really invaluable, so that collaboration element and also exposing yourself to similar people. Yep, absolutely. And I mean, look, you know, in the, in the grand context, that's really important as well that, um, you know, we're often the last people, person people think of, it's like, oh, I suppose better deal with the government stuff. Um, and that's okay. I mean... Whenever it is, but it's the type of thing that it's understanding what you need to do to actually mm-hmm. get to that, and if that's right for you at the moment. Yep. Um, and we've seen plenty of time where the the time or the timing is the thing that might prevent or get people in the right space for funding. Yep. So it's a really key thing to understand. All right. So maybe you could give me a, an idea of a major one particular major challenge that you face. It could be personally or mm-hmm. or business related that you've, you've, uh, you've had to overcome and, and how you've gone about overcoming it yep. and how that relates back to, I guess, what's brought you to where you are today. You yeah. <laughs> Just um, prove I'm listening to get a feel for, <laughs> you know, you're the person and... Yeah. Um, look, it's... You strike me as an entrepreneur. So I'm sure there's been a journey where you've probably dabbled in 
a few different yeah, businesses so, yourself. I, and... I talk about the fact that I've got three successful failures in business <laughs> um, and... You know, not not at any massive level. I mean, it's funny. One of our one of our previous clients actually, I think they made revenue about two hundred fifty thousand and spent. I think it was one hundred twenty seven million of of private funds. But that court case isn't open over, so I can't name them. But um, <laughs> but it's but you know, I've not ever been in that scale. But you know, I think the thing is, um, for me, it's you learn by you learn by failures and mistakes. Yep. Um, you know, and I've made plenty. I mean, one of my businesses we. We jumped into it with a, a friend, some friends of ours. Um, we're trying to build this particular um, directory type database offering, um, and didn't do research properly. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those basic things. Yep. Um, it is a basic thing, it's, but it's, it's key, a, isn't it? Yeah, but it's one of those things that it's it's realizing you need to keep stepping away from the coalface and look yep. back. And it's yeah. it, it's probably the hardest thing to do, and it's, sometimes it's almost impossible to do at times. Um, but well, that research element's important, isn't it? But I can see why so many people will either they'll gloss over it or they do it touched on the surface, but they won't go right into it because they're worried. I think some some entrepreneurs would be worried that by doing research properly, they might just find out that they've either got a competitor that already exists, yep. or their business isn't as exciting and as new and as innovative as what they thought. Yep. But that's not a bad thing because no. it just forces you to see. Well, hang on. I can now serve a different purpose within this space. It's yeah. just got to change a bit. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, even within the grants context, people go, oh, if I failed. I didn't get a grant. Oh, stuff it. I won't do it again. It's like, no, learn from that. Let's, yep. let's ask nicely why you didn't get the grant. I mean, I, I do remember one instance of someone who didn't get a grant and called up and abused the, the administrator because you didn't give me the grant, you person, you da da da. In your I, experience. I didn't get that again. <laughs> I know. In your experience, right, with people who've gone through the grant process and maybe been unsuccessful the first time, hmm. have you noticed a particular trend or uh, a success rate in people who have stuck at it and applied that second, third, and fourth yeah, time? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it, it, it depends on what industry you're in. I mean, if you're, yeah. if you're a hairdresser based in, in Carlton, there's not a lot of stuff around for you. might be some employment stuff and traineeships things. But, you know, we've worked with companies where they've been, you know, one of them I remember is that it was a software IT company. They were based in, in Bendigo. Yep. Um, and I think they picked up about six or seven grants over a period of four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just meant that they got an understanding of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you gain a respect for what you need to do and what you need to provide. Yep. Um, Does it improve you as a business? Yeah. Well, like it, it makes you reflect and look at yourself a lot. Yeah? Absolutely. Anytime you have to do anything which actually means you have to sit down and go, what do I explain it to someone who doesn't know what you're doing? Yeah. It's a bit like the whole pitch concept. I think the whole pitch concept has become so funding orientated that we've forgotten the key element of pitch is knowing how to communicate what the hell you do Shark to someone tank. who doesn't know. Well, yeah. And I mean, Shark Tank's kind of the thing that everybody looks at, but it's like, how do you pitch this to mum or to grandma and that they yeah, understand it? Yeah, great point. We, I actually auditioned for Shark Tank a few years ago and I can remember that that was the screening process with the producers before we got to yep. television was all about will you resonate with the television audience? And as much as it makes it sound like it's not truly about the startup and the idea and the success, rather it's about what's going to be good for telly, it's probably a really good measuring stick, isn't it? Because Absolutely. that general person watching is either going to love or hate your idea or understand it in like 30 seconds. And that's all you get. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you've got to at some point be able to, you know, generally you're going to sell something or you're going to communicate something, build some sort of relationship. 
And you can't do that if you can't explain what you're doing and yep. in, in a fairly short period of time. It used to be the old 30-second lift speech. I think it's almost come down to 140 characters or maybe 280 <laughs> characters now. You can't so, do it in that time. Soon it'll just be a meme. Yeah, well, if you can't explain yourself in a meme, maybe, yeah, well, maybe get to that point. But it's, a, it's that how do you simply explain it? And it's even that case in grants. The more you do it, um, the more you're understanding the process, the more you're able to elicit what you're trying to do. Yep. And it's also great to get feedbacks like actually you didn't actually address this criteria. It's like, mm-hmm. So your biggest challenge was you embarked <clears throat> upon a business and you, you skipped the, the research element yeah. and do that as well as you could. And that obviously led to... And that led to basically the business going belly up. We spent money and then realised actually there wasn't really a market. Okay, yeah. And so, so, so you, finding a market. So yeah, establishing that you've got... Yeah, we, we assumed. Yep. And you know, um, if anybody... Um, it's funny, I, I talked to the... Pat, when people come into me and talk about grants and they go, I reckon, anybody who starts with I reckon doesn't know. Yep. And, um, you know, that's a lesson I learned there. So mm-hmm. I know that any time I'm going, I reckon it's like, I need to prove that somehow. Gotcha. Some sort of research, whether it's anecdotal, whether it's, you know, going out and doing hard-nosed research I or reckon whatever. you're onto something. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before we, before we close off and sign off, I just thought I'd give you the opportunity. Any last remarks or is there anything that I... I haven't asked you that maybe you think would be relevant for the audience to share. And Look, I think the thing is that when it comes to grants and funding, it really is about how you just get educated. Discovery is mm-hmm. the key thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what I, I kind of flippantly say to people is grab a cup of coffee, sit down, jump on our database and just explore for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you can't do that, just sign up so you get email alerts okay. based on what they might be. Because... There's nothing worse than missing out on something and finding it after the fact. Okay, excellent. So. All right, so just tell everyone out there how they can find uh, Entrepreneurs Geelong and how they can find Grant Ready. So yep. web, web addresses. So so for Grant Ready, um, you can go to grantready.com.au or you can look at our database, which is grantguru.com.au. So really simple. Um, Entrepreneurs Geelong is... Just look at entrepreneursgeelong.com.au. And for all those that can't spell entrepreneurs, which is many of us, it's E-N-T-R-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S. I got that right. I like that. Geelong. That's G-E-E-L-O-N-G. <laughs> um, and and that's that's really simple. And, you know, come on to one of our breakfasts. It's really, really relaxed and fun. And we just sit and talk to different guests. Great. Um, and just be a part of the community. All right, beautiful. We'll share those links in the podcast and also online on YouTube and social media. But for now, Matthew Fletcher, thank you so much for your time. Not a problem. And uh, we'll be speaking to you all on the other side. Fantastic. Thanks, Brandon.